Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode of Reach is brought to you by our sponsor, Jackie, another secret weapon that executive assistants and women who do it all need to know about. You guys all know that feeling, right? Staring at your closet and thinking to yourself, I have so many clothes and yet nothing to wear. That is why Jackie is here. Jackie is a high-end boutique subscription styling service that you apply to join. What I love about Jackie is you get to develop a relationship with your stylist. Your stylist is someone you can text or call or email with specific wardrobe needs or ideas you have. Or maybe there's an upcoming event or trip or meeting or even a wedding that your ex is going to be at that you really, really, really want to look fantastic for. Those are exactly the types of scenarios a Jackie subscription can help with. Each box from Jackie is filled with high quality clothing and accessories. Jackie is here to help all of us embrace our style and our confidence. This is subscription styling done right for the women who do it all. So apply to join Jackie and fall in love with your style this year. Visit shopjackie.com to apply to join and be sure to tell your stylist Maven sent you with code MAVEN20 for 20% off all the items kept in your first box. Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. Hello, and welcome back to Reach. I am your host, Jessica Van, founder and CEO of Maven Recruiting Group. Today, we are continuing our conversation with LJ Cohen in part two of our two-part series, discussing the ins and outs of remote support and what you need to know and consider in order to get it right. If you haven't already had the chance to listen to part one, I encourage you to do so now so you can get up to speed before listening to this episode. As a refresher for those of you who have already listened to our last episode, LJ Cohen is a fully remote executive assistant to the partners of Uncork Capital, formerly known as SoftTech VC, and she's here to walk us through what it's really like to be a remote executive assistant. So let's jump in. So talk to us about the adjustment period that you went through. You know, was there an adjustment period? And if so, what did it, what did it look like? What did it feel like? So when I first started, one of the things that I needed to get used to the most was the fact that all of my communications were written. You can't take those two seconds and pop your head into an executive's office and kind of see what their day is going like. Is there something that's completely blowing up and now you need to start preparing to move everything in the schedule? There's just not that face to face. And so the reading every single email, reading every single text message carefully for everything that they're put in that while also not taking anything personally, because when people write a text message, they don't give a lot of context. Um, So that was really important for me to separate that, to be more careful, but also separate out. But then the second thing was also having, and this took me a little while because I'm used to not taking up too much of my executive's time, if it's something I can figure out on my own. But because you don't have that face-to-face, a lot of times you cannot figure it out on your own. You do not have the context. 
So you really have to be confident in replying back and asking questions. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing as a stupid question when you're working remote. If you do not know the answer, it can go south very, very quickly. Um, And you really don't know it until it's almost too late because again, there's no face-to-face contacts. There's no, oh no, that's not what they meant. And they're actually running off here right now. Um, So you really, really have to be okay with, I guess, bothering your executive more and asking what you don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a really interesting question because, you know, for instance, yesterday I had a crappy commute and I was running behind and, you know, my kids were more interesting (laughs) than normal, right? All of these kind of elements. And so I know that when I walked into the office yesterday, I was not as buttery and jazzy and, you know, peppy as I like to be, right? Um, And then like, for instance, this morning when I walked into work, complete opposite, everything flowed like it was supposed to, commute was easy, kids were great, yada, yada, yada. I was listening to Air Supply, light 70s (laughs) rock on my commute and I was feeling good, right? And it's like, I'm trying to imagine you as a remote assistant, like how you would read those differences because I know that I came into the office this morning in a very different mindset than I did yesterday. And it's like, for you, that's a real kind of inherent challenge, just a structural challenge by virtue of the design of this of this role. And so like, have you figured out any proxies for how you can read that? I mean, you did mention that, you know, you're not uh, afraid to ask questions and to press for more information and to and to ask for more context. But have you found any other proxies or kind of hacks for figuring that stuff out? You know, what's funny is I've just been able to let it go. Mm. And that's not something that I ever thought, number one, was possible. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a combination of the partners that I'm supporting right now do just have it all together, which Mm -hmm. is really nice. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are days that they come in. And like you said, it just, they had a bunch of things happen and, you know, the water heater broke and all these things that I never even hear about, but it almost is a good thing because I can just focus on what it is that they're communicating to me. They'd like to have happen that day. Um, On the flip side, there have been a couple of situations where, I misread, Mm. uh, for example, what they wanted to have happen with a particular um, pitch or what they wanted to have happen with the cadence of I'm going to lunch and then a coffee and then a dinner and and how that was all going to work that particular day. And so I would get a quick text message back, which is I'm so overwhelmed right now. This isn't working that right there has been a really good practice for me for again to step back and say this isn't about me this is what they've got going on and something that i can't see right now and it's honed my responses which is how can i help you right now Mm -hmm. which is what you would hope your response would be in any situation Mm -hmm. got it let's reprogram what can i do to help you right now let's reprioritize what Mm -hmm. can i do to help you right now Mm -hmm. and so that you have to do it and so it's been a really nice forcing function to 
remember that. Uh, we also touch base once a week mm-hmm. with every single buddy in the company. So each of my partners and then the director of operations, or actually it's our whole ops teams now, um, touch base once a week. And that, well, it's face-to-face on Zoom, is yeah. really important because you get that human element at that time. And it is that reminder of, man, we've, we've got our lives going on. And, you know, how was your weekend? And, oh my gosh, today's a crazy day. There's so much going on. That's really important to remember when you're w- working remote, which is we're all living our life yeah. today. Yep. So how do you communicate with your executive or executives about, you know, setting boundaries and and working hours? And I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, when you don't have the benefit or your executive doesn't have the benefit of seeing what you're doing and how much time you're actually spending on their behalves, you know, have you found it harder to prove your worth or to prove how diligent you are when you don't have that kind of physical acknowledgement? I think at the beginning, that was one of the things I needed to get used to because uh, my previous position definitely put a lot of stock on the, if you're here in the office long hours, you're contributing more. Mm -hmm. And so being trained into that mindset for so many years was difficult that I had to go back into my, my previous position at Yahoo where she was on the road all the time. And so we had a really great dynamic of, I just know you're going to take care of it for me. I don't care where you're at. Um, And so even if I was in the office, she wasn't there. So it was a really good practice to what I currently have, which is even though I'm not in the office, at some point over those first couple of weeks, need to have the conversation, which is here's the hours that I'm I'm planning on being online. Mm -hmm. Here's the way that you reach me at any time, Mm -hmm. just like, I've always done my whole career. Um, And then here are the hours that I'm, for example, doing bedtime. And I normally would be at home anyway, but if you send an email, I'm probably not going to see it. So that conversation is really important. And also getting that from them, which is, hey, if I do a bunch of emails at 10 o'clock at night after my kids are in bed, are you going to feel like I'm asking a bunch of things from you when you, my executive, Mm -hmm. are on your free time? Sure. And so that was really important. And thankfully, all my executives said, look, you can send an email at any time. I'll reply to it when I get around to it and vice versa. They may send emails at 2 a.m. unless it says it's urgent. Don't need to reply to it right away because it's just a respectfulness. And I think it actually applies to all roles now since we all have smartphones and you get your email 24-7 is you need to have that conversation anyway, which is... When do you know it's urgent? What are your keywords (laughs) that you put into that to make sure that you're being respectful of their boundaries and vice versa? Yep, absolutely. So you mentioned um, that there's an office manager that is physically on site with uh, with Uncork. Um, And it sounds like you leverage that individual, you know, at times to an extent. Um, but, you know, what other ways or solutions have you developed to help with the things that just physically, you know, need, need to be done? Like, for instance, I'm thinking about it could be something as simple as, hey, LJ, you know, uh, just got this whatever, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a 
fine for something or it's some kind of notice that needs to be responded to or whatever, and they need to scan it over to you and have you take the lead on it, right? It could be something as simple as that, but the physical encumbrance of having to go and scan it to get it over to you is it there's a step there, right? Versus if you're physically there, I, I would just walk over and give it to you, right? Um, which is a much faster handoff. So like, how do you manage those types of things? And just like, you know, even just exchanging information that needs to happen and just the, you know, unforeseen little glitches in the course of the day. Well, that brings up a really good point, which is why I chose this role is they knew that that on the ground support was necessary. There is an absolute awareness that you need the office manager, you need the receptionist, you need whoever it is, there needs to be a physical presence because the executives have a physical presence. Mm -hmm. They are there and whatever pops up, you you do need that person. And so that um, I could not do this without her. Um, with our whole ops team, because as a team, we support the executives, um, both present in the office. uh, And then the second part is really being organized with templates, with agendas, with tracking documents. For each of our weekly meetings, we have a running agenda. So throughout the week, we put things on there to remember to talk about it with each other. Because when you're in the office, like you said, it is easy to just pop over and say, oh, hey, I got this uh, document and it needs to be signed by the end of the week. I'm just going to drop it here at your desk. You can't do that. You need to put it on the agenda so you remember to say, I scanned this and I sent it to you and here's the deadline. I put the deadline on your calendar. Let me know when it's done. We'll check it off the agenda. Yeah. And so... It's nice, though, because these are things that are helpful in an office situation as well. Having a tracking document, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. In a remote position, it is absolutely critical. You need to know what everybody else on the team is doing, what they're working on, who's got the ball on a particular project. Yep. That's such an important point. And what do you guys use for your, just out of curiosity, like what what tracking tools and um, technologies do you use for that purpose? Uh, Google spreadsheets, uh-huh. Google Docs, uh-huh. the, the whole suite. I love my spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> Which was another reason why I knew um, that going remote was going to work for me. Because if I'm yeah. going to think through something, I'm going to spreadsheet it. I'm going to template it. I'm going to checklist it. Yep. Um, that's I, I work in the written communication best. Mm-hmm. And, and I find it really um, accentuates the remote role. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that my executives do that as well. And so they are putting things into the docs, they're writing the emails. And so the written communication for me is one of the things that suits my personality and my skill set very yeah. well. Yeah. Um, the second thing is we have Slack, which is something I had never used at previous companies. Um, it was like, well, why not just send a text message? It's, it's almost as quick. But the nice thing about it in the remote role is everything's organized into channels. And so the different communication threads are there. Sure. And so you can go back, you can look at it. I think it also helps everyone on the other end compartmentalize when I'm sending information because you don't have to read it right away. It's there when you're going to turn your attention to you know, the trip to that board meeting, or it's there when you're going to turn your attention to the closing of a deal or what's going on with a particular founding company. 
it may not be top of mind for them right there. And if I send them a text message, it forces it to be top of mind for them. So being able to put it into that repository of, hey, here's where it lives. Everybody knows it lives there. Get to it when you turn your attention to it, I think also helps everyone else in the company with their time blocking and yeah. with that focus on what you're doing at that time and then move on to the next thing. Yep. So what surprised you the most about working remotely? I think how much I enjoy the alone time to just get work done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hadn't realized. Yeah. I, I hadn't realized how much yeah. um, I just wanted to, uh, to get more spreadsheets done, to get efficiencies done, to clean up the calendar, to clean up the G docs, to clean. I mean, I just love to have things efficient and, and organized. And the nice thing about this particular role is that's exactly what's needed. Yeah. Um, and so whether it's going from an office to a remote role or just switching roles, really knowing what it is you love to do, I have a smile on my face every single day because day in and day out, I'm working on exactly what I'm good at. Yeah. And that's incredibly empowering. Yeah. You, you just feel successful all day long mm-hmm. because what you have to give is what's needed most at that particular role. Yeah. And I, I just feel very grateful that you were able to make this match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah, man, sounds like it. I'm, I'm loving what I'm hearing. It's really like it's so lovely when a role can complement you so completely um, and just really like function so harmoniously in your in your world. It's it's like, gosh, it's the ideal. Um, so who do you think, you know, for those listeners out there that are that are contemplating this as well, like who do you think makes the best candidate for a remote position, both in terms of personality, which I think is obviously a, a big one, but also just in terms of like stage of career? Because I'm wondering if, you know, if you were in a brand new, you know, ingenue uh, executive assistant with zero experience or minimal experience, if you would be able to thrive as, as well as you do, given that you have all the experience and, you know, um, knowledge that you already possess. So curious to know what your thoughts are and what advice you would, would give in that, uh, in that area. I think there's something to be said for the fact that at the beginning of my career, I was on the road with the CEO. I experienced what it feels like to screw up that flight. Mm-hmm. I know the pain of standing on that international train track and realizing we're not going to make the next fundraising meeting. Mm. Um, I also have made some pretty big mistakes with scheduling. And so having that... I think understanding of how important our role is to the executive or the partner that you support is important when you're then stepping back and you're not present and you can't see, like I said, when things go sideways and how much it impacts them. Um, So some experience is necessary, but I think from a personality point of view, someone who, whether they're a new in this role or they're a 20 year veteran, they understand the questions to ask Mm -hmm. their prospective employer. And they find that 
right match, that they really, no matter how much they want the remote role, no matter how much they want the particular person that it may be they're supporting, none of that really matters if you haven't found that match of the things that you like to do during the day and what you'll actually be working on for the most part. There's always things that you just, <laughs> yeah, you, you have to take care of no matter what you're totally. the person. Yep. Um, but the, the majority of the role, that's the first thing it's, it's really not a remote or not remote question. You have to match yourself with what they need from you and what you can provide. Love that. So it sounds like having an honest conversation with oneself and truly taking stock of what your strengths are, uh, what you need to be happy and fulfilled and sustained is an essential, you know, is an essential step regardless yeah, of anything we it do is. in life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's not to say that there isn't something about a particular role that you have never done before and absolutely terrifies you that should turn you away from that. And on the flip side, if it's something that you're like, I've always wanted to try that. I've always wanted to see what project management looks like, or I've always wanted to take over events. And I think I could really bring something to the table here, even though I've never done it, go for it. If you think that it's an interest to you, not because you just really, really, really want to work from home and you're going to make it work no matter what, because at the end of the day, it's not going to fit you and it's way harder than it has to be. Yeah. So as we prepare to wrap up, there's a question that we like to ask all of our guests, which is if you could support anyone in the world throughout the course of history, who would it be and why? So a person that I have interacted with at different conferences and speaking engagements from my previous executives is Richard Branson. And there's something that has struck me every single time that I've seen him backstage is no matter who he's speaking with. And one particular situation was it was the guy miking up his shirt. He is always kind and yeah. thoughtful and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who you are he's just going to treat you as human. And so yeah. um, I think that sticks with me more than anything of the name or who a person is or what sure. they've created in their life is how do they treat other people? And yeah. that's who I want to work with and who I'm grateful that I work for now is people who are human and are out there making yeah. the world a better place, one human interaction at a time. Yeah. That is so lovely. And I'm so glad that you shared that insight about him because, I mean, everybody obviously uh, knows of his tremendous contributions and, and legacy to the business world. But just to, to hear that human side of him um, is such a nice privilege to have that, you know, as an anecdote that you can offer to people. Yeah, that's that's so cool. And I agree. I mean, it's it's all about how you make people feel. And it's just as easy to be kind as it is to be unkind, you know? So it's interesting that some people make those choices and some people don't. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great example. Well, thank you so much. I think our uh, first remote podcast recording was officially a hit, a success. And I feel really, really great about this conversation. So thank you for sharing all of this great insight and really important um, perspective with everyone. This was fun. Thank you so much, Jessica, for Thank making the you. time. Thank you. Thank you, LJ. Reach is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, 
who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. You can learn more about Maven at www.mavenrec.com. Thank you.